Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we discuss film, TV, and all things Hollywood here on the show. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Devin, and we are here to give our thoughts about the latest movie that hit theaters this weekend, and that is Dune. And before we begin today's show, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. If you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter over on Film Optics. Join our discourse. We have a lot of fun over on those spaces. So, Devin, how are you? You just came back from Arrakis? Yeah, I think that's... I think that's where we were. I don't really know what was going on. <laughs> I I feel like Devin, like, I mean, this this kind of thing is usually my cup of tea. And I feel like Devin, Devin's like, what did I just step into? I feel like Devin just came out of watching, like, Game of Thrones, which is essentially what this is, but in space. But, you know, it has its own story and whatnot. It's been around uh, for a while as well. Of course, adapted from Frank Herbert's um his novel as well so uh yeah so you've been good how's your weekend been or no it's no it's thursday night my gosh i'm sorry i'm getting my days mixed up how's your thursday it's been been? a it's been a decent week had the family over yesterday had had some some fun game night oh you've been chilling you're 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 hosting now yeah (laughs) i feel it i feel it man yeah for me um like did a lot of packing, have a, uh, a wedding to go to this weekend. So we figured we kind of knocked this one out of the park here for a bit for everyone out there before I get into those festivities. So I've been packing all day, uh, watched some Harry Potter earlier, dived into some Hunger Games as well as I was packing. I was like, man, it's been a while since I've seen those movies. So, you know, after watching Squid Game, I'm like, I'm, I'm really in a Battle Royale mood. So that's one of the uh, franchises I've been revisiting as well as Harry Potter. Of course, you can check out our movie series of Harry Potter that is ongoing here on the show. We have, um, we've tackled so far Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. And of course we have Prisoners of Azkaban on deck, but Devin, are you ready to get into our Dune 2021? We have to specifically say, because there is another Dune out there. And it ain't good. <laughs> it's not all that great. But um, are you ready to get into our Dune review? I suppose so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, when you hear that little bad boy, that means we're going to get into spoilers. So we'll do our uh, non-spoiler section, as we always do here on the show, and then we'll go into spoilers. But we'll be back with our Dune review right after this short break. My planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. The outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes. Their cruelty to my people is all I've known. What's to become of our world? Paul. 
All right, and we are back with our Dune 2021 review the, uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve. I believe it's Villeneuve. I've heard of Villeneuve, but I believe it is Villeneuve. Villeneuve. That sounds right. Yeah. And the writers uh, include Denis Villeneuve, Eric Roth, and John Spahatis. I believe I'm pronouncing his last name right, but if I'm not, I do apologize. And of course, stars Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya. And Jason Momoa, just to name a few, because this entire cast, it's, it's, it's stacked. It really, really is stacked. It's fantastic. And the story is as follows. Feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable assets and the um and most vital element in the galaxy, which is spice. And if we've heard spice before, you know, in, in other sci-fi um stories, especially within Star Wars. But yeah, that's pretty much the, the entire show summary or the entire film summary there for Dune 2021. So I'm actually gonna toss it over here to Devin so he can give his initial reactions about Dune 2021. I'm surprised he sat there. He, he, he sounds a little tired over there. I'm not gonna lie, but honestly, oh boy, I, I kind of don't blame him because we went to go see this literally at six o'clock um, Eastern slash Central when it dropped on HBO Max. So if you don't feel like watching it in theaters, it is on HBO Max for 30 days and then we'll return back to the platform within the near future but i'm going to pass it over to devin so he can give his initial thoughts about dune i guess my initial thoughts are just going to start off with a a warning like you cannot go into this blind because i had no idea what was going on and they did not explain much like in the in the very beginning they explained like the bare minimum of who these people are but then there's just nothing I was just so lost through most of it. Did you read the book? I think I remember you reading the book. So I I started reading the book uh, a few months ago because I knew this was coming out much so as did everybody else who was kind of interested because the the first adaptation um, that we got in the early, um, I believe it was the 70s. Can you fact 80s. it? 80s. 80s. Th- thank you. Um, was it, it was it was so ugh, it, it was so bad. Um I, I, I watched the original and I was like, the, the story is really interesting, but no, I've not read through the entire book. I do have the audio book. I do have the physical copy of the book as well. I did start reading it. I got a few chapters in, um, but then I got sidetracked and I think I started reading uh, the Witcher series instead, or I think I dived back into Harry Potter. I can't remember, but um, so no, I haven't read, I haven't read the entire book myself. But I do agree with Devin. Um, if if it is what I've been what I, from reviews I've been seeing, it's very faithful to the book. Like, yeah, it follows it very closely. Yeah, there, there were a few scenes that um, from from the very start that I recognized, uh, especially the uh, the box scene, which we'll we'll get into here in a bit. But um, yeah, I do agree with Devin. If if you don't know anything about Dune or just like a general like consensus like basis of what's going on like honestly if if you like kind of read like an introductory to dune or i'm not read but watched 
a introductory to Dune uh, YouTube video. There's definitely a lot of them out there. Uh, it's it's much like Game of Thrones. Like this, like I keep saying, this is like Game of Thrones in space. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like this is what the Star Wars prequels should have been. Like it is very political. Um, even for someone, I I feel like someone could easily follow the politics in this a little bit better than if they were to start off with the uh with like the phantom menace because there's so much going on in that and it kind of it kind of feels the same in a way but you know this definitely has a little bit more action here and there but um you know it's just like with game of thrones you know if if you don't know anything about it like you're going to be lost the first time watching it and that's totally okay obviously for book readers like this is like a dream come true. And, you know, like the Devin has said, I have read a few initial reactions. It is very faithful, um, especially from the chapters that I've read up to the point that I kind of fell off and got distracted with other things. But, you know, it, this is a movie that warrants a lot of rewatches. And I think that's okay because I definitely want to go back. There are things that I wasn't too clear on. Um, that made me like, I was still interested in it, but I do plan on, um, Rewatching this a few times at home on HBO Max. Got it. Got to see how, how it looks like on the uh, the old uh, the old uh, OLED. Go I think ahead. that's the, the issue though, because even with rewatches, it's not going to help me understand the material anymore. It's, it's just like I think that's the biggest mistake is um, they just didn't really cater it to a new audience, which I really think they should have. Because obviously, the one from the eighties did not resonate with people because it it definitely had hype. It was supposed to be like. Oh, it's supposed to be similar to Star Wars. It's supposed to have a huge audience, but it obviously didn't connect with people. So for them to just not try to to grab a new audience with this one, I think it's a big mistake. Yeah, I I I, I do agree with you there. Um, uh, for what it excuse me for what it is, um, I do feel like it could like they they tried with the introductory, like it was a nice little introductory. But much like you know, we see this time and time again with all these book adaptations. You know, growing up. That's pretty much all we knew. Like every single like popular book was turned into a movie. We had, we had Harry Potter. We had um, the Hunger Games. We had um, Twilight as well uh, because of when Dixie. Um, oh my gosh. Birds of Terabithia, things of that nature. So like we're kind of used to all this, but Dune is such a large world that and everyone always says how hard it is to adapt. And yes. It's very obvious that that's the case. Yeah. And, and for a while it, it was dubbed that it was unadaptable, like much like Watchmen. They were saying that Watchmen was un, unadaptable for, um, for movies or well, TV. And then I guess, I guess you can say Zack Snyder proved them wrong. I mean, depending on what cut you watch, but um, I, I did enjoy Watchmen for what it was, but yeah, for, for Dune, it really is a, like, like this is a good movie, but it it is definitely catering towards fans who have read the books. Like, like Devin said, you know, it, you're you're going to be so lost if you've number one never heard of Dune before or have no idea, you know, what the story is about. Um, there's so much going on in this book. I mean, well, in the book and in this film, because remember, Devin, this is part one. It, like even on the title screen, it says part one. So, you know, Warner Brothers has been talking about 
you know, everyone's been wondering about the success of this movie because of, you know, the dual release as as of right now, because um, we're going to drop this on a Friday. Um, as of right now, it is streaming on HBO Max. So they are looking more at those numbers, which I feel like are going to be higher, but they really need to share those numbers as well because they didn't do that for Zack Snyder's Justice League at all. And I'm, <laughs> a lot of people are going to be definitely, uh, you know, throwing this on repeat just, you know, just to get those numbers up. But I can definitely understand like fully why someone like Devin or just anyone else who hasn't really experienced or knew anything about doing prior would be lost and had a hard time following along with it. So it's, yeah, no, and go it's ahead. like, there's like, there's really nothing you can do. Like, I don't think it's really fair to expect someone to read an entire book before seeing a, a film adaptation of it. Cause I think that you're supposed to tell that story yourself. I think the director and writer, that's their jobs. Right. Yeah. Cause the, the, uh, the first book, uh, <laughs> which this is adapted from it's around, I believe 730 something pages. Um, I will say that for me with game of Thrones, I didn't start reading the books until after I started watching the show, but that's different because it's a TV show versus a movie. And I don't may, I mean, maybe this should have been a TV series over another movie um, adaptation. Yeah. Cause then they can actually build out the characters and the world and just have, have a better job of explaining what's going on. Yeah. Cause it, it, it gets a little, muddled here and there and like there there's just so much going on but like you you want well, I mean, we'll get into the spoilers here in a second but we, we kind of under like i understood the general overall plot but there's a lot of threads and everything obviously that are building towards part two and what i think with like lord of the rings does really really well and that's another example of you know a movie adaptation that um that i i think that's even for Peter Jackson, I think he did a really good job of introduct, you know, the, the world building. I, I think the world building was there in Dune, but I don't think it was as fleshed out as we see in Harry Potter or as we see in Lord of the Rings, uh, things of that nature, or even the Hunger Games. Because I, I literally just rewatched the first Hunger Games today, and it kind of just it gives like much like Dune, but I think Dune goes into a little bit more. It kind of just gives you like a general consensus of like, Hey, like this is what the hunger games is. There's like a few title cards during the very beginning, but hunger games does a really good job of exploring the world. And on, I mean, the concept there isn't really all that difficult because it's just, you know, 24 people battle Royale style for this, this weird par- parliament thing. But going back to Dune, um, it's yeah, it's, it is such a large world. I really wonder if they would have, I, I really, I part of me wishes they kind of would have just made a TV series out of this, much like they did with game of Thrones. You know, they're expanding that um, audience and like they're doing with the last of us and just so many others, you know, that they've a lot of other adaptations, even his dark materials, like the movie adaptation was terrible, but I mean, even though the, um, the series on HBO isn't like a big, big hit, obviously like game of Thrones or Sopranos or the wire, anything like that. 
people who have read the books still enjoy it. And for me, for someone, I read the first book like ages ago, but going back and like watching like season one and season two, which covers books one and two, like I think it does a really good job. I mean, it's always hard when you're trying to adapt a book into a movie because you have to like figure out what to put in, what to take out, what to change because some things that work well on paper don't necessarily always work well, you know, on screen. Like Sir Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones in the book, he's like this stubby, like old, older guy with like this, like blue hair. And it's weird. It looks really, really weird. And like transferring that from like page to screen isn't really going to work. Harry Potter, he has green eyes in the books and Daniel Radcliffe does not have green eyes. And that would have looked really, really weird. So they kind of worked around that by just saying that, oh, as long as Harry has his mother's eyes, because that's the big thing about him having green eyes like his mother, then that's okay. So they didn't necessarily have to give Daniel Radcliffe green eyes in the movies just for it to be faithful to the books. But for what Dune is, I feel like it is faithful enough, but I Definitely feel like they could have done a better job of explaining the world building because they kind of just jump in. You know what I mean? Yes, I still don't really know what happened. I mean, there's like there's all these <laughs> factions, and a, there's a planet that they were gifted that had um, spice. Yeah, so Iraq yeah. on it, which is a fuel and a drug and, or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's how people space travel. So Arrakis. Is it's it's pretty much like this gold mine, and obviously House Atreides was given this task to take over from another house to kind of manage and steward them because of the resources that they have, and you know we'll we'll get into it with spoilers. So let's actually get into spoilers here because we're definitely getting more into spoiler territory here. So, ladies and gentlemen. That is your first spoiler warning for Dune 2021. Again, that is your second spoiler for Dune 2021. So since this is dropping on a Friday, I don't blame people if you don't listen to the rest of the episode, but we do ask if you are interested, plop on your couch, watch it on HBO Max, and come back and listen to the episode. Or if you're seeing this in theaters, which I definitely recommend people should at least the first time around, and then watch it at home on HBO Max. Yeah, I guess I guess I should get some positives. It was really good visually. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, except for the the blue and red body shields, didn't really translate well. And I think the first one had that issue too. I I think it did better this time around. Um, I mean, yeah, I would imagine it's been like <laughs> what forty years. Yeah, <laughs> I'd hope it'd be better, but it just just didn't, it just looked a little off every time they would turn it on and. It kind of just makes the fights more confusing because it's like, all right, so they have to turn the shields from blue to red, and then they can kill them. But then every time they get hit, it's red. <laughs> yeah, and there's it, just a lot going on. Yeah, and some it, sometimes it it made it a little bit blurrier. Like if it was two people fighting, like we saw with uh, Tim, Timothy Chalamet and um, Josh Brolin during the very beginning, I thought that was like a really really nice scene to kind of show like the fighting art style. Um, one of few fight scenes. Yeah, like the, which is also a common complaint. Yeah, so um I I personally think I think the fight scenes were sprinkled throughout in a nice way. 
Because much like the Green Knight, because I feel like a lot of people were expecting that to have a lot more action to it, um, which it isn't because that's actually adapted from a poem. <laughs> um, so a lot of people didn't really know that going in, and nor did I know that going in. But I knew it wasn't. I mean, for A24, I was like, okay, this isn't going to be like the the medieval fight scenes you're going to see in like the last duel or something of that nature, um, which which had um, a fair amount. But for Dune 2021, I um, I feel like the fight scenes, you know, between the the, the space battle, not space battles, but the, the the ravaging and whatnot, I feel like there was a fair amount of action going. It's in, just like, but it was more about the politics. Just, the climax was just so nothing. I mean, <laughs> is that is that guy supposed to be someone of note, or is he just some random person? Who? The guy that he kills at the end to take over for the Sand People. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I'm not very clear on myself. Because it's like, what, what are? It's, it's supposed to be this big moment that he's like taking over and, and earning respect. But who is this person he's fighting? I just they don't tell us anything about it. And then the fight lasts like thirty seconds, and he just kills him easily. Yeah, I I will say, uh, what did you think about the pacing? Because I felt like it was good at first, and then I kind of got lost in between. Because, I mean, going in, like, so it's it quote-unquote started at 6, but, like, 30 minutes for previews, which, honestly, I feel like we need to get rid of previews at this point. Especially yeah, AMC if, has 30 minutes for previews. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Did you get the Untreaded movie trailer? Because no. I did. But I came in late, so it might have shown. Ah, okay. Yeah, I got that. Uh, no Spider-Man trailer, unfortunately. And then, um, oh, I got the Batman trailer as well. The new one. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. That was great. Everyone was cheering for that one, for sure. Um, but yeah, as far as, the, as far as the pacing, I mean, I feel like just this might not be directly related to pacing, but I feel like um, Paul as a character just didn't really earn anything. Mm-hmm. Like he's supposed to just obviously he's like this privileged son of a duke and everyone kind of gives him a side eye for that because they feel like he hasn't earned anything. But throughout the movie, he doesn't really do much to earn anything, any respect or anything like there's no real hero's journey here. I feel like because he kind of his dad dies. He's not there for that. Then he runs off with his mom and then they find the sand people. And there's just there's just not much that he actually does to earn any title that he does earn, which was also a strange few words that were foreign to me. Whatever his weird title was. Yeah, and and there's a lot of mystery with his mom as well because the 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 box scene where he puts his hand in the box and he's like, oh, like what's in there? And then the lady's like, pain. That that is like literally like a chapter straight out of the book. Um, as, as well as a few others, but yeah, it, it is, it, it can be a bit confusing. And, um, cause like, what did he do to earn what he get, gets at the end? Like he just oh, doesn't for, really for do the much. Sand people? Cause I feel like he's half Arrakis and then half Atreides, I think, because we kind of see the flashbacks, you know, cause it, it, with then Zendaya being in this movie, she's not in this movie as much, but even in the yeah, book, be the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. She'll, yeah. And she, she even came out and said that she's not in this movie as much, but he does finally meet up with Zendaya 
um, you know, the visions that he has been having. I think Tim Lee. And speaking of uh, speaking of Zendaya, if all it takes to to become like leader of this world is dreaming about Zendaya, then I'm good to go. Those are some nice dreams too, right? Like I was like, oh, you know, slow mo. Like yeah, she's just frolicking around, just staring at him. And until he saw the blood scenes, I was like, ooh, those blood scenes. I was like, this is going a little bit too rough. But yeah, um, I I do wish that I I just wish that the exposition would have been laid out. Like I don't I don't need everything explained to me. But then again, like since this is such a big world, and like you know, yeah, the, it's, it's supposed to be like this big blockbuster, like seemingly for a wider audience. But it's just like I don't know. Maybe if they told you that you needed knowledge going into it, it might have been better. But it just I don't know for somebody who goes in blind. Maybe because it's kind of like with uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which is also directed by uh, Villeneuve. Um, a lot of people didn't know that it was like a continuation of the first one, which I didn't. See, it's, it's different though because it's like it's like a continuation of a movie. Yeah, and this is just like a brand new. Beginning. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't expect an audience to to have to read a book for an adaptation into a movie because it's just a whole new medium. Yeah, cuz I mean they they did a really great job with Harry Potter, you know. You really don't need to I mean like if if it prompts you to go back and read the books, that's great because you know there's always going to be you know things that they obviously take out of the movie itself for for the sake of the pacing and the adaptation and whatnot. And some things they add in to um movie adaptations that were never part of the book that work really really well there's been that happens in um excuse me in game of thrones a lot as as well so it's it it is a bit weird and i um i i think um i I think it is a really good movie for someone like me you know like i i love like the whole space opera type thing and you know it it definitely is something that I'm gonna go back and rewatch. This is more like a, a beach opera. There's not much space going on. <laughs> more like a desert opera. I can't even call yeah. it a beach opera. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of water rolling around there. But I will say, uh, as we said, uh, we, we've talked about the uh, cinematography for sure. It looks freaking beautiful. Like, yeah, and oh the my metal gosh. suits looked so cool. Yeah, like all the suits, the the aesthetics themselves, you know, the props. That's, that's the knee putting in work there. Oh, for sure. Like he 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 really has that that sci-fi touch, which I think he does a really great job with. But Devin, the score, the score was so Hans Zimmer. Yeah, like it just it just shouted at you. Like it was just there the entire time. It sounded time. a lot like the Wonder Woman one, which he also did. I like this like better the than when wa- first gets introduced. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like but this the screeching like female <laughs> noise. I like this way better than the Wonder Woman's. Like, it's with that woman like chanting that like. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, she. It's oh man, that gave me chills. That definitely, definitely gave me chills. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, well, what did you think about like all the other performances just overall? Like, I mean, I know we t- kind of talked about. Timothy Chalamet, but I I kind of think um I mean Josh Brolin he it's like anytime I hear him now he, he's Thanos to me it's it's so yeah it's crazy <laughs> to see how how like short he is in comparison to Thanos he's a short king but I think my favorite character would have to be uh, Duncan Idaho yeah First of all, that name yeah that name just classic already I mean Jason Momoa is always just very exciting and enthusiastic in his roles and definitely did his job here. Yeah, 
Especially in uh, Apple TV Plus. He, he definitely brought the entertainment, like the excitement, because whenever he's on screen, you're like, oh, that's, that's a guy I know, and he's doing fun stuff. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Rebecca Ferguson's uh, uh, performance. Yeah, she's always well. great. Yeah, always, always. Even with Oscar Isaac, you know, I mean, I think he did a good job. I I, I will say for, just just for the story of Dune, um, the, the, the name Paul doesn't really scream to me as a main character's name. Yeah, all the names are strange. Obviously, Duncan Idaho. Yeah, it's I mean, it's the just w- Paul. Paul. It's like, hey, Paul. Josh Brolin's name is Gurney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. And it then is. Jessica is the mom. That's not a queenly name. It's Jessica. it's not. Cersei's a queenly name. Like, let's let's be honest here. <laughs> and what even happened to Dave Bautista's character? He's in it like two minutes, and he just doesn't do anything. Yeah, the very beginning, like. He's there. He, he he says some lines. He yells a little bit, and then you never really see him again. But I will. He, s- but then he pops up again towards the end when he when the weird fat villain is in his bath of oil. He's in my like dude. being revived. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, even. I don't know what any of like. Is he like the job of the hut of this universe? I I guess he was. So the house. Um, not House Arrakis. I'm blanking on the name of the other house that was stewarding or hosting Arrakis prior. I believe he he's either was he the I can't remember if he was the emperor or if he was like the leader of the other house that was um yeah, I believe he was the leader of the house that was um evacuated from Arrakis before House Atreides came through. I believe so. But I mean, I I really did like House of Trades for what it was, you know, the soldiers, the um, just just to get up all around. I think I think this movie, if if you're a big sci-fi or lover, like you're definitely gonna love it. Um, if you haven't seen, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't seen uh, the original, I mean, you can watch the original, or honestly, you would probably just be better off uh, watching this. Um, if you don't know anything about Dune, like um, may- maybe it'll spark people to you know, read the books. Like I definitely want to go back. I, just, I need to, I need to get someone else's opinion who goes in blind. Cause I just feel like it's not possible. Yeah. Just I, my experience at least. I, I believe that is this film's weakest point is that if you don't know anything about the book, you're going to be so lost. And some people may think it's okay, but even the runtime, um, I did feel it a little bit um, because it was around what, two hours and 30 minutes, which isn't, terrible could have been three hours honestly but um you know where where they left off i really yeah, what do you what do you think about the ending because in the past we've complained about kind of these ambiguous endings where they, they they're confident that they're going to get a sequel so they kind of just end it off on a on a lesser note instead of wrapping it up nicely so what i usually compared this to would be like uh lord of the rings because if if you have a big story like this where to like so for Lord of the Rings, I'm not sure if you've watched it, but for um for Fellowship of the Ring, like each installment feels like it can be its own story, but also has the opportunity to continue the story, especially uh Fellowship of the Ring. It really feels like a standalone film, but it definitely has that opportunity to move forward. With this film towards the end where they're going to um totally forgot the name of it, but um <clears throat> it, it is more of like a hopeful thing because it th- this entire 
first part of this movie or part one feels like a prologue to Paul's journey. And I feel like that's why we didn't see him do much or not much, but see him earn what, you know, what was, what he was born to do because he is kind of not like a whiny little kid, but you know, he's still figuring things out on his own and, you know, he wants to, he's just, he's not sure if he wants to take up the mantle of his house, but then his dad gets killed and he kind of doesn't have any choice. Um, so I, I feel like I like the ending because it does usher, you know, part one into part two in hopes that there will be a part two. It sounds like there will be. Cause like, I, I don't understand green lighting, this project if you if you're not going to make part two it doesn't yeah, make you're any not sense gonna read the ending and then say okay we're not going to do a second one yeah it, it doesn't make any sense and i mean you know warner brothers has made gambles with harry potter and lord of the rings and you know it turned out great for them both both franchises have but i think a little bit more so with lord of the rings because you know return of the king swept in the oscars um that year that it won but I, I do like the ending because it is hopeful. Um, I wasn't, I didn't really see it coming because I didn't know that's where they were going to leave off. But it, it it does have a nice, you know, a nice um, ring to it or more so of a, a hopeful ending as to, hey, you know, like this is where the journey really begins. But what about you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just tough when there's an, an ending, especially for the the first entry into a series, for it to end on a an incomplete note like this. It just doesn't feel very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like I understand maybe if, if you're the second or third movie into a series and you know that there's going to be more, then you can just kind of set up a movie for the ending to be more ambiguous to lead into the second one or the next one. But I don't know. It just didn't feel like. It felt very anticlimactic because it's like I mentioned earlier, he just kind of <clears throat> kills off this random guy. That's all it is. That's all you have to do. <laughs> yeah. And of course, like in the books, I'm sure it really kind of just goes into it a little bit more. But I mean, he, maybe that is a, an important character, but I, they didn't tell me and I don't know. So, yeah, they, they really didn't go too deep into it. And you know, I think we keep going back to it where it's like, you know, the, the, the exploration like with Harry Potter, like you have everything is there. But then again, Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like that's the ultimate example of world building. Yeah. But I will say this that for Harry Potter, it is a young adult fantasy, which is easier to digest than something more so of Dune. But I feel like they definitely could have. I, I think its biggest weakness is that it could have done a little bit better of the world building for people who've never heard of this uh, property and want to see this movie but like you know i keep going back and i guess i'll just do final thoughts and uh give my score and you can do the same so you know we're not here forever but i i i like the cinematic like the aesthetic looks so like damn beautiful like the rich like just oh my god the rich background like a racket itself it's like yeah it's this it, you're, you're in the middle it's, it's a desert planet but there's something beautiful about it and like i mean the themes of the story i really really liked i just you know wish they would have explained things a little bit more but it's like i haven't seen anything of this like beautiful like really since like lord of the rings like cinematic wise like it looks amazing i'm like it's it's a better political story than like the prequels of star wars i will say i feel like i feel like it's a little bit easier to follow along because 
I mean, <clears throat> what a nine, ten year old me watching Phantom Menace. You know, we just want we just go to uh, when we were younger, we go to see Star Wars for you know the lightsaber battles and stuff like that. But like everything else, totally went over my head until I got older. Like I had no clue what the Federation was and what and like everything else that goes into the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, uh, especially for us. But it's. I feel like this does a better job of the political side of like space politics, but you know, with House Atreides um, essentially being sent to their death by going to Arrakis and um, the entire ambush, which was like a great, great scene, but uh, definitely felt the runtime there a little bit. But overall, I think as of right now, I'm going to give this like, uh, I give like four out of five stars on Letterbox, so this would be like maybe like an eight point like seven eight point eight. Um, definitely need to rewatch it more, especially f- um, just for me because I do want to rewatch it again to understand that. Though you know that that's my initial, I say like in in, in eight point eight for now, and you know on rewatch that could change. But what about you? Final thoughts and then uh, your score. So yeah, as we mentioned before, um, everything looked like pretty incredible visually and the cinematography and all of that was really well done. But at the end of the day for me, it was just more so style over substance. Um, And that was the biggest issue for me. I just couldn't really get into the story. I couldn't follow what was going on. They didn't really bring me into the world like I would have wanted to. So I'm going to go with like a a 60 for me. Just, uh, Just tough when you're going blind, I guess. Yeah, and I, you know, and I totally hear you there. Like it's, and and th- and I feel like that is a fair score for someone who's never seen or just because yeah, because I, I can appreciate like what they were trying to do. Like obviously they were faithful to the book and they were appeasing fans of Dune, and just the visuals and everything was so well done that I can appreciate it being like a well made film. It's just the story kind of doesn't doesn't live up to it. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it it definitely doesn't. Um, I I I do agree with you there. Uh, for me, uh, yeah, it's just. I mean, I I love this. Like, I love the world. Like, it really did intrigue me because I didn't really like the first uh, adaptation that we got. Um, that was back in the eighties. Um, and I was hoping this one would be better. It, it definitely is. Um, you know, like I said on rewatch, I'll probably end up. This will probably be in like my. Uh, it's definitely in my top ten films of the year as of right now. Um, cause you know, I, I do love the sci-fi element, um, whatnot, but I'm, I am a little bit more biased towards like the medieval, like, um, high fantasy, modern fantasy stuff. But, um, yeah, I honestly, I, I think this is great. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I did enjoy it, um, for what it was. Um, like I said before, two hours and 30 minutes isn't bad, but you definitely feel the runtime, at least on first watch. Cause I feel like after a while, you're very, um, you know, the first time we watch something, you know, you can kind of feel the runtime. But like, if I go back and watch Avengers Endgame or Infinity War, it's not going to feel like a three-hour thing for me. If, especially with um, uh, when I watch like the extended editions of War of the Rings or something of that nature. But yeah, like I, I, I definitely hear you there, Devin. And you know, like you did it. You know, you you what you saw it. You saw Dune. We finally saw it. Um, did you watch? Did you watch this in standard? I actually had to, because I have a few uh, things I have to get ready for, so I wasn't able to make the drive to the Dolby Theater. Unfortunately, yeah, it's the only option I have for AMC here. Oh, really? 
Oh, that's yeah, right. My gosh, I keep forgetting. Yeah, you're not in Chi Town anymore. So I keep I keep forgetting that. Yeah, because I thought and I really wanted to, but it was like it's like a forty minute drive for me, and I got my buddy coming over. We're leaving early tomorrow to you know make this wedding all this stuff so or the rehearsal for the wedding all this other stuff so it it was easier for me just to drive up the street go see it and come back but um how, how was your um your audience by the way like was it semi-crowded pretty, pretty silent yeah it was definitely crowded mm. just not much reactions or anything yeah um a couple, mean, a couple chuckles here and there there was some semi jokes throughout not much but more so from jason momoa i feel like for sure definitely yeah yeah like the spitting stuff yeah <laughs> he's like you've been working out really no <laughs> but yeah definitely so yeah that pretty much concludes our review of dune 2021 here on the film optics podcast so Devin, what do we have going up here on the pod within the next few weeks um are, are we recording french dispatch are we doing that um, it's not showing at AMC's here yet, so it kind of makes it difficult. You know what? I, I think we deserve just, just a little bit of a break for one weekend, but we'll definitely. Yeah, I've, had, I've had my shallow May fixed for the week. Yeah, I, I, I have too, for sure. I mean, I'll definitely watch it, but you know, it's not really, you know, we've been doing a lot here. Uh, within the month of October. So we do have our Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban a review dropping on October 27th. Um, that is a Wednesday. So that will be continuing our, our movie series review or our, our uh, I've, I've been, I've been thinking of fun little uh, segments to call like, I don't know, like throwback movie rack uh, backs of the blockbuster. I really like that one a lot. So I was like, yeah, I've been thinking about some things. But yeah, as of and right we now, we got uh, last night in Soho next week. Yeah, yeah, we got last night in Soho. I'm very excited for that one for sure. That'll definitely cap off our, um, I guess you can call it Horrorween uh, month of October. That'll definitely cap everything off, and then everything leading to November. We got Eternals. I'm seeing Eternals early, Devin. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Very, very excited. But I gotta keep it hush hush, you know. So definitely gonna be rewatching that twice. I feel like for bigger movies like um, Eternals and for even for Dune, I feel like it definitely warrants a second rewatch. If, if you are interested in that world and definitely want to kind of, you know, uh, bury your head straight into the sand, <laughs> quite literally. Lots of sand. <laughs> Lots of sand. I, I don't like sand. I mean, it's coarse and rough and gets everywhere. <laughs> Maybe that was a jab at Dune the whole time. He's <laughs> making fun of the Star Wars Attack of the Clones <laughs> of Anakin Skywalker. He hates, hates Naboo. No, not Naboo, but um, Tatooine, excuse me. But yeah, so that pretty much ends it here. And um, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. As I said, this is going to be dropping on the Friday of its official release of Dune. So have a good weekend and stay safe. And that's a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. And we'll see you guys in the next one.